All right, it's working. I tried to use Audio Hijack last night to record a concert using screens on my iPad mini to get everything set up, and it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) And it it didn't have anything to do with the software. I actually got it all going and everything, but for whatever reason, the streamed video didn't didn't start uh, uh, and so the next morning I was able to get up which was this morning I was able to get up and just uh, download the video anyway because it was like on Vimeo or something like that so uh, I don't know what I was doing fiddling around with my my iPad mini late last night <laughs> so I think it was last episode I said about how I'd sold my PS4 and I was like I can hold out it's fine um, <laughs> I'm sure you can I did not last that long. Like two days after we recorded, um, I messaged my friend who I work with who bought a PS4 a couple of years ago in in the on the Prime Day sale. Uh-huh. And I know that they weren't using it, so I was like, um, can I borrow your PS4 for a few months? <laughs> um, so I now have a PS4 again. Um, oh, that's good. And I've been playing Fall Guys, which you've even if you've not played it, I assume you've probably seen stuff on online Uh, about this game yeah i'm well aware of it and we have it downloaded i just haven't played it my son's played it and he likes it a lot yeah it's a it's a lot of fun and and, you know they've got some they've got a new update coming out i don't know in a month's time or something with new levels and stuff because after you've played it for a few hours like you are just playing the same like seven or eight levels but it is just ridiculous amount of fun like you just play these little beans and you just jump around and try and get to the end of the level sort of so i guess it's like a total wipeout do you have that in the u.s um yeah i think so i think so or something like that i know what you're talking about i mean it's it's a battle royale game without the shooting and killing basically right i mean you're it's an obstacle course that you have to uh be the last person standing right right exactly um so yeah yeah it's you know it, it's just a kind of a lot of fun and it was given away with playstation plus so i think like that's you know, why that's, we a, that's, a, that's a good way to get a lot of people to play a game yes, um very quickly yeah i don't i mean they've had some server issues i tried to play the other night and i just couldn't i couldn't even finish a game because i just get kept, kept getting cut off um uh, but yeah so this pretty, is fun it's a pretty small development shop that that made it and it was published by devolver which is like a texas-based you know, kind of indie developer game shop in the U.S. And I had seen news that this was coming for quite a while, and it, it it's amazing how quickly it's taken off. I'm not surprised, I guess, that they're having some issues. You know, there's been a lot of clamoring for it to come to the Xbox and the Switch, and what they've said so far, I think, is we're going to concentrate on getting the base game right before we do that, which makes sense to me. I mean, you know, obviously if they're having underlying server issues, they got to deal with that and, and levels and seasons and all that kind of stuff that they, that they want to do. But I, I really do hope that this comes to the switch. It just, I haven't played it yet, but it strikes me as the kind of game that would work pretty well on the switch, especially in handheld mode. Oh yeah, definitely. Because it's just like one of the you know you pick it up and play for you know well depending on how good you are um, you know maybe up to fifteen minutes if you can sort of get to the end you know right. the final round uh, which I've only done twice um, but you know twice is fine I can live with that maybe I'm thinking about just retiring now you know because I've won a couple <laughs> of times I think no, that's enough for me. I've read that there are some people who just try to spoil the fun by doing something stupid like wait, hanging out near the exit or the 
final destination or whatever it happens to be and and screwing around with people yeah yeah that's totally a thing that people do um you know i was wondering if you'd seen that yeah you for the most part it's fine because it's not it's not really a contact game, but you can grab people, which will slow right. them down for, for the most part. If you're quick enough, you can avoid these idiots who, who wait at the finish line for no reason. Right, and just try to drag on drag someone backwards or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I've got to, yeah, I've got to play it. I mean, I have a, I have a, it's one of those games that I'm afraid that if I do play it now, that might distract me too much from stuff I've got going on with, with work, which is a lot right now. So... I'm I'm staying away from that one for now, but I may I'll try it at some point, maybe in October. Yeah, it's, like I say, because it's quite quick, you know, and especially your first few games. If you're anything like me, it will be you know two minutes, you'll be done. Um, <laughs> because you, once you get knocked out of a round, that's the end of it, and you have to like restart a new. I don't know what they call it, a round, a match, something like that. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense. I've been playing old video games which which is a lot of fun i've been playing paper mario still which we already talked about mm-hmm. but, um and just kind of working my way through that slowly but surely but i have been i don't know i i got out the 3ds the other day and i and i i you know what prompted it i guess was that i saw a deal on amazon for uh, ocarina of time on the 3ds for 15 dollars, which okay. you can get it on the virtual console for like 20 i think so it's you know I mean, it's not like an expensive game anyway, but $15 seemed like a good deal. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll get that. And I got it. And it came, and I started playing it, and I was really enjoying it. And then I kind of found my Link's Awakening, uh, th- that I had that also downloaded from the Virtual Console. And uh, I was looking around in there and in the, the eShop, and I found some more games. And I don't know, I've just been fiddling around with some of these old game boy games and some 3ds games and, and things like that recently yeah ocarina of time looks amazing on the 3ds like it looks so yeah. good i really hope that at some point the 3ds games have the equivalent of the analog pocket i'd love to see it on a really high resolution screen oh yeah that would be really nice i mean you know come on nintendo sort it out just give us an ocarina of time and majora's mask on the switch like let's let's get this done yeah i mean it it, it doesn't help that like third parties like analog aren't going to be able to do that i don't think because uh at least for a while because nintendo's still got a, an e-shop going i mean the 3ds is still very much alive i mean you can buy those games and shops and they're not, you know, I, and you can buy a new 3DS, I suppose, too, if you want at this point. Um, but it does seem like I was looking at like the new releases section of the eShop. That's pretty much a dead zone now. I mean, it's it's basically on the way out. But there are there are still plenty of those those classic games. Like if you go to the uh, Nintendo Select section, there there are plenty of games you can still buy there for thirty forty dollars. Um, plus all the all the virtual console stuff, which tends to be. $10 and less, which, you know, I, I had my dalliance with old Game Boy games, both the original Game Boy and Game Boy Color and all that. And the reality is they're a lot nicer to play on the virtual console only because the screen's so much nicer than one of those old systems. So I think in the long run, I'm more likely to, I, I may before that, I, I wonder how long it's going to be before that 3DS eShop just goes away. I do have this part of me that just wants to download 50 or 60 dollars worth of those virtual console games <laughs> keep that keep that 3ds in good shape and just have it kind of like a sitting by the nightstand for a half an hour of gaming before i go to bed that sort of thing 
Yeah, it's definitely a stood. You know, I, I bought mine. I bought mine after the Switch came out. Um, you know, I bought oh, that really? and I picked. Yeah, yeah I, I bought a 3DS and I picked one of the new orange and white ones. Um, whichever, oh, those are really nice. You know, whichever model that is. Is it a 2DS? I don't know. I don't I know what type th- of thing it well, is. Well, it's a th- it's a 3DS that's maybe not 3D because it wasn't there one of those. Yeah, I think that's what it. I mean, I wouldn't use a 3D anyway because I, I I've used a 3D. You know on somebody else's turned, years ago and it's not for me no me either i just turn off the 3d i just crank that all the way down um but yeah i probably picked one up after the switch came out and you know picked up a few games with it i think it's got mario kart built in um you know i picked up a Karina of time majora's mask that kind of thing right. um, you know it's, it's still a really nice console and the batteries never run out it's incredible <laughs> Yeah, it's really good that way. And the screen is pretty decent. It's a nice size. The thing I I kind of I like the way it feels holding it and playing with it more than the Switch really in handheld mode. I think having those Joy-Cons on the sides of the screen is a little awkward sometimes and kind of wish I kind of like that clamshell mode. I think that look that works really nice cuz you can kind of tilt the screen depending on how you're sitting, you know, you can kind of tilt it to the angle that's best for the way you're, whether you're lying in bed or sitting in a chair or whatever it happens to be. So it's, I don't know. I've, I've enjoyed kind of playing around with it again. And I, I dug all that stuff out right before all this pandemic stuff hit because I was going to collect a bunch of those old games off of eBay and then uh, use them in the analog pocket. And then I, you know, at the front end of that pandemic, of the whole pandemic, it didn't feel like a good, a good idea to have people sending me their old junk in the mail. <laughs> so they're dirty old junk. So I stopped and then I never got back to it. And I kind of wish I kind of decided that I really want to find, um, I really want to find some, uh, like a shop somewhere in the U S that sells refurbished old games. Ones that are like kind of guaranteed to be good and to work because eBay is such a roll of the dice when it comes to, you know, the old Game Boy games that might have a dead battery in them or might be all corroded with the contacts. It's just a lot of those are really grubby old, not very good quality games um, that that have passed through a lot of hands at this point. So I'd rather find if I I'm sure somewhere out there there's a shop that does that sort of thing. It's just a matter of how much you're willing to pay for it, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, you talking about old games leads nicely into what I'm very excited about this week, which uh, is the yes, Tony, I know, which is the Tony Hawk Pro Skater Remaster. Uh, this comes I've out pl- Friday. Yeah, I've never played that game. You've never played any of them. I've never played any of them. Wow. That was like in the dead zone. The nineties were like that was a nineties yeah. game, right? Yeah, nineties uh, or yeah, late nineties, I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. So kind of that period, late eighties to you know late nineties, were pretty. That whole decade was pretty dead to me. That's why I've never really played many Pokemon games until recently. So what what is it about the remaster that's got you excited? Well, so this is a remaster of one and two, which came out on the PlayStation One. Uh-huh. Um, and no matter what anybody tells you, there are no good games. There's no games that look good from the PlayStation. Like they. They all of them just look awful, you know the the, fr- <laughs> the frame rate, the graphics, like they, yeah, they these are not good at all. I mean, the PS2, I feel like is, I feel like the PS2 is as early as you can go back with 3D, and it's still right. kind of be okay, mm-hmm. um, which is exactly what I did actually. I pre-ordered this remaster, and then I went through and played Tony Hawk three and four on the PS2 oh, um, right. for the last like two weeks or something. 
Oh, that's that's cool. I'm looking forward to it. I guess they got all they got licensed all the original music and they added a couple of songs. Maybe I read. Yeah, it seems like they've got most of the you know, they've got the important songs that people care about. I think there's a few missing. Um, but while I was doing this, you may have seen on Twitter this, this afternoon. Did. So I was just looking around, reading Wikipedia, doing things, you know, doing the things that you do when you just want to sort of research something or whatever. Uh-huh. And I found out there's a game called Disney Extreme Skate Adventure, um, which uses the same engine as Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 from the PS2. Um and apparently it plays exactly the same. Like, it's a different game, but, like, it it plays exactly the same. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to have to go and buy a copy of this now and find out. So I've, I've bought a copy <laughs> on eBay this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw you talking to Jake about it because Jake Underwood had played it, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he said he played it. And I was like, okay, well, that's, like, a person that I actually know that has said they've played it. So I'm like, it's like, you know, it's like a real human rather than just random people on the internet sort of right. telling me. Right. No, that sounds great. I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to the remaster. I'll probably get it at some point, but I, I'm kind of on game hold until late October, I think. Yeah. So I, I got the email earlier that it's been dispatched. Um, now, it's not oh, supposed nice. to be here till Friday, but it's very possible that it could come tomorrow, uh, which is very exciting because I like to get a game early. Last time that happened, I think, was Mario Odyssey. Uh-huh. Um, I managed to get that a day early, but it hasn't happened for a while. Oh, that's nice. I don't know if I've ever gotten games early, but then again, I don't really buy very many physical games. I mostly download my games at this point. I have a I have a good story about the post for you, Rob. Okay, yeah, right. that's so that's I, a, that's the thing that's happening. It's a cr- <laughs> it's a crossover between the U.S. Postal Service, the Italian Postal Service. And Pokemon, all in, all in, all rolled up at once. Oh, so wow. it's gaming related. It's and, got all of it. Let's go for it. Yeah. They, so there were some really nice posters, Pokemon posters that came out. It's been like seven weeks ago now, and they were only available for shipping in the United States. So Federico asked me to pick some up for him and mail them to him. I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll do that. And so this was mid July. And I picked them up, and these—I mean, these were not expensive posters. I think it was like maybe forty dollars for the set of three, and they're relatively small. And they came in a—they came in kind of a biggish box. And instead of opening the box and repacking them in something smaller or whatever, I just left them in the box. I figured, oh, you know, I'm not going to mess with it. Don't want to damage them. I'll keep them in the box, and I'll just take the box, take the labels off the box, put on new labels, and take them down to like FedEx or UPS or something and send them to them. And so I went down, and they're like, that'll be 200 and something dollars. I was like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is FedEx. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And I was like, is it because the box is so large? I mean, it wasn't huge, but it was definitely seemed big for what I was shipping. And I thought, well, I could probably get a different box or whatever. And like, no, it'd be basically the same if it were smaller, too. I was like, oh, all right. So at that point, it's like, well, you know. Having invested forty dollars, you don't want to spend fifty. I mean, uh, two hundred. You know, five times that to ship them somewhere. So, I went to the post office, and this is before all the hubbub, the political hubbub in the U.S. about the uh, quality of our postal service. It's mm-hmm. it's never been good, frankly. And if it's going downhill, uh, I I we are we are going to be in trouble because I remember when I this is a total tangent too. But when we first lived in Chicago, there were stories about the uh, post, uh, postal workers who, so the, they like to go drinking instead of uh, delivering the mail. So they would put the, uh, put the bags of mail under an overpass on the highway and burn it. 
<laughs> so that that used to happen. That was a long time ago. That was in the nineties. But anyway, um, so I mailed it with you know I just you know sent it international mail, and I there wasn't any particular way that I didn't send it like super fast. I figured ah if it takes a week or two it'd be fine. So the the package went from my house in the suburbs to I think to downtown Chicago, and from downtown Chicago to the airport, and then from the airport to London. And from the uh, then from London to Milan, and then you'd think, oh well, that must just be where all the mail comes in for Italy, and then it would be a short jump to Rome. Sure. N- no, it came all the way back to Chicago and sat there for like three weeks, maybe four weeks. Um, <laughs> and I was at this point, I've thought, well, one of two things has happened: it's been lost. I also didn't really. Uh, trust the reporting of where the whereabouts either too much but i thought it's either been lost or they're sending it back to my house you know something was wrong they're they're sending it all the way back and so i was expecting it to come any day and then all of a sudden i see oh it's in new york city huh how about that sat in new york city for about five or six days and today it landed in london again uh so it's been across the atlantic three times with 40 dollars worth of posters well, I mean, yeah. you're really getting your money's worth out of it. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. I don't remember how much I spent on shipping, but it was it was not 200 like FedEx wanted. It was more. It was probably like 40 or 50. It was somewhere in the in the uh, realm of what uh, what the thing costs. It was re- re- relatively reasonable. But yeah, it's in London right now, and so I'm I'm eagerly awaiting. So it's been now. So it's been like uh, six weeks, approaching seven weeks since uh, I initially mailed this. Um, wow, I mean, I'm just wondering: is it going to end up in Milan again, and then turn back around and round well, trip yeah. again, or, or is it going to go direct to Rome, or what's going to happen? So, we'll you know, there's been a few times where there's been some things like these Pokemon posters where it's like, oh, they only ship to the US, and I thought, oh, I could message John and get him to post them to me, and then I look up the prices for shipping. Yeah, at, at one point I even look. This was just comics. It was two comics, so like you're talking an envelope. And it was still like forty or fifty dollars or something, to sh- and I was yeah. like, oh, "Okay, I can't. I might as well just pay the shipping that the person was going to charge me anyway." Like it, it's right. You know, I, I get it. It's coming across an ocean, but like, I think I was just a bit surprised at how expensive it was. It. Well, I really got a a rude awakening to all this when I when we did our Max Stories Selects Awards last year, and I had we had to ship out these awards. I think I forget how many we did. We did like. 10 maybe 11 something like that awards and all but maybe three of them were international and some were you know one was to india one was to new zealand sweden i think germany i think the uk a bunch of different places and it was very interesting having sent them all at once by fedex one to see how much it cost which was just un- an ungodly amount of money and then to see uh, who got them first and which countries were slow. And it was interesting because France was one of the slowest, and you wouldn't really necessarily expect that, especially when other countries in the EU and UK and whatnot you know, got, got them significantly before. But I think part of it is you know, clearing customs and whatever bureaucracy has to happen when, when package arrives at the other end. Yeah. The the biggest difficulty was India because they wanted a big chunk of change um, to be paid in, in duties and we ended up paying some duties in, in India. No one else no one else <laughs> did that to us. 
<laughs> yeah, I I have heard India's it can be quite bad for just general bureaucracy, like whether you're visiting yeah. or, or you know all of that kind of stuff. But uh... that one took a very long time. That took uh, that one took a good six weeks to get there, I think, in the end. But uh, everything got delivered, it w- which was good. But uh, it was very slow. So um, we'll see. I, I've got experience now with international shipping, so I'll be doing that again. And this is where, you know, people wonder why, like when you sell like t-shirts and stuff, it's like, well, why is it so expensive to send it to Europe? And it's like, well, unless you have somebody manufacturing it in Europe, it's just going to be expensive. Unfortunately, it's just like if you're in the U S and try to buy something that's only available in a country in the EU, it's the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's been loads of times where there's been stuff that I've just thought, you know what, I can't justify the cost of the shipping and then I'm going to get customs charges on top of that. Uh, You know, I just end up sort of going, oh, forget it. I'm not going to buy these anymore. Yeah. And there's not a lot of good, like if you're doing the selling, there's not a lot of good solutions to that unless, unless the stuff is being manufactured or stored or warehoused in, in the, you know, on the other continent. Uh, you're just going to run into that shipping no matter what. So yeah, and especially know. for t-shirts. I mean, you've got Teespring, but then you have to use Teespring, um, and nobody wants that. So right, and I, I know people. <laughs> I know people have used that in the past and really regretted it because of the quality and the fact that like the shirts they used in Europe were different than the ones that were uh, used in the United States. Yet the website showed all the same thing, and you know, it just then people are unhappy and disappointed, and it's. It's not good. That's why it's, I'm glad I just mostly deal in digital bits. I don't have to yeah. don't deal in real world goods very much. Um, though that could change. You never know. You never know. Yeah. But yeah, I've got three identical ATP t-shirts here, but each one yeah. has a fault except the third one. Uh, (laughs) yeah they had a lot of trouble i mean the only reason we've never used that service is because we know so many people like i know the connected guys had issues and yes uh, i think i think james thompson had issues with pcalc at one point just a bunch of people i know have had issues with teespring so we you know i did extensive research at one point on t-shirts uh and it came to the conclusion that you know that cotton bureau really is the best of the choices out there. I mean, there are some mm. aspects of it that aren't, that aren't great, like the cost of shipping overseas and just generally their, their shirts are kind of expensive before, you know, they work on a model where you don't have to buy the shirts in advance. They just do, you know, people sign up and then they just print to order. And depending on the number of shirts ordered, you have different costs per shirt, but the base price of the shirts is pretty high before anything is added to it. So a lot of those shirts that you buy, those tech shirts that you buy that are really expensive, the people selling them aren't making like a ton of money on them. They're maybe only making a three or four dollars, maybe five per shirt at most. Mm. But, uh, yeah, but, but that but you get the benefit of someone else having to deal with all the inventory and the shipping. All that, all that stuff, you know, you're not like, you don't have like Marco sending out ATP shirts from his kitchen table, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I think is a very funny sight to, to imagine. And I can't imagine him actually ever doing that, but, <laughs> uh, no, but definitely yeah, nobody not. wants to do that stuff, right? No, definitely not. Cool. Well, you know, that was, that was a lot of games, uh, way more than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, lots but, and lots of games. Well, by the time we speak next time, I will have played Tony Hawk, so I guess I can give you my 
review if you want. Oh, very nice. I feel like calling it a review is a bit overselling it. Um, but I'll tell you <laughs> if I like it or not. <laughs> yeah, that may be overselling it. I'll have to. I'll have. I'll have to check that out at some point. I got to think about what I'm going to play next. I think I'm just going to be content playing my um, my existing games that I've got. I don't know that I'm going to branch out much more right now. Did you see that Animal Crossing? That Joe Biden has like lawn signs in Animal Crossing now. No, no, I didn't know that. Oh, you should find these articles. <laughs> it's I only mention it not because it's not like a um, not in a, in any political way, except that one of the benefits of Animal Crossing is is an escape from the real world. Oh, <laughs> I no. think that you shouldn't have to think about the pandemic or politics when you're in Animal Crossing. But I guess the Biden campaign has created in-game lawn signs that you can acquire somehow i haven't looked into the details of this but i it it did kind of make me think oh maybe animal crossing i'll play that after the u.s election's over oh okay it's not quite as bad as as it seems so this is the qr code thing where you can scan them and just add them i don't know how the game works but you know presumably anybody can make these so it's uh yeah yeah yeah. maybe the article's overselling it a little bit but yeah i i don't that's not the place for it especially animal crossing you know it's like a nice game it's just you know you can just sort of chill out you don't want to have to think about other things yeah i i yeah actually i thought that might be how it how it was done because you can do that you can go in and you can create your own stuff i think you can even do it on like one of the three the 3ds game maybe and create the qr codes there and import them into the game i don't know i mean there are levels of deep dives into animal crossing and places i've never gone in animal crossing because there's enough meandering you can do in the game as it is without designing your own clothes and other things although i know a lot of people do that and enjoy it i just i just had never i just kind of quit playing before i ever got to that level i i was enjoying it but at one point it started feeling like like a chore and like a like an appointment I had every day where I had to go I had to go make sure I dealt with my turnips before they rotted and all that. It's like yeah, and I was you know and I was busy and I was like I don't need a second job. I don't need a job in Animal Crossing of combing the beach and selling my turnips. <laughs> I've got enough to do as it is. I'm gonna go play some other games. So that's that's kind of when I, I I left Animal Crossing and started playing. Pokemon again, and then uh, Paper Mario, which Paper Mario, if you, you should really should play it, Rob. It's a good game. Well, I've got Tony Hawk coming first, and then maybe All after right. that. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Cool. All right. I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Okay. Bye. Bye.